Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings in the name of the Lord and welcome to Warren Radio. This is Tower. I'm here with the Watchman and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence to us through our contact page at warn-usa.com. You can listen to our Warn Radio episodes on warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And Warn Radio is now on the following platforms. Amazon Prime Music in Podcast, Spreaker, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Deezer, Spotify, Anchor, and Pocket Cast. Be sure not to miss the following posts from our Warren Radio episodes on warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. The Lucifer Project Group, America Held in Contempt, Finding Grace in Time of Need, Faith Words Spring of Life. And you don't want to miss the latest WIBR WIBR Warren radio shows on warn-usa.com, China, Rise of the Dragon, Iran, North Korea, Christian Persecution. Persecuted Gospel and Christian Leadership Gospel Advocacy Persecuted Church Prophecy Christian World News And don't miss our latest Warren Radio episodes from the week of May 10th through May 12th Wednesday's show on the 10th Watch and Pray Always God's American Agenda, Real Revival, Conversion to Faith, Resurrected. Thursday show on May 11th, Davidic, um, Davidic Mercies, Isaiah's Prophetic Book, Part 173 on Battle Lines. And Friday, May 12th, Found in Christ, Revelation, Throne of Iniquity, Part 13 on Sound the Shofar. And be sure to get your copy of The Rising. The Rising is a Christian fiction thriller by the watchman Dana G. Smith. The Rising continues the story of Mac, a former black ops sniper, and details the takeover of America. Hidden within the storyline of The Rising is the truth of what's happening in America now. You can get your book by going to Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Books a Million, Ingram. Uh, the Rising ebook can be found on Google Playbook. And you can also get your copy of The Rising by going to DanaGlennSmith.com. And while on the site, be sure to sign up for the WIBR Warren Radio Newsletter and visit our Christian Books and Resource Shop. And now I welcome in the Watchman.
You're listening to WARN Radio on the WIBR WARN Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? Well, you know, in spite of the election, I'm doing good. Yes. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? Well, I'm doing good. We're here. And we got smoke everywhere. Yeah, boy, the fires must be really burning in Canada. I hope they get them out because it's all over the northern tier. Yeah, there's a whole bunch. It's not just here. And it's drifting down into several states. Yeah, we can't even see the mountain. Can't even see the other side of the city. it's, it's thick. It is. I feel for them. Well, you know, I haven't read any articles on it, so I, I don't really know what all's burning or why it's burning. It must be big, though. But I hope, a number I hope of years ago, we had, uh, we had a lot of fires, and uh, it was pretty bad then. So at any rate, smoke. You know, the problem with all that smoke, you can smell the burn. But every once in a while, you can smell a tree cooking. You want to smell the, you know, the meat on it along with that. Yes, you do. <laughs> I got a fire with no steak to put it on. Put on it. Yeah. So, what's happening in your world tonight? Um... Uh, we're on part 174 in Battle Lines of yeah, Isaiah's prophetic book, Abundance, Pardon. So, that's what I know. Are well, you, you know, again, we're on page 1252 of our study. And we have got 25 pages left in this study. Now, are you ready for this? In this study, by the time we completed, we will have covered, it'll be over 299,511 words because uh, I add a lot of stuff when I'm writing to it. So it'll be well over 300,000 words. That's a uh, lot of words. That we've done with this Isaiah study that has lasted us what? What has it lasted us? Four years? Over, over four years. Over four years. And so we're in uh, 55, chapter 55. And so we're, we're really not very far away from the end of this. And we'll be glad because it's been a mission and an, a, something we've been uh, working at for a long time. And uh, I really appreciate Isaiah a lot more than I did. So uh, with that, are you ready, Tower? Sure. Abundant pardon finds its way in Isaiah's this week. The target is the call for the wicked to forsake his wickedness and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Here in... 
here is the emphasis to return to the Lord and the Lord will pardon him. Mercy here in the Lord is non-judgmental with the goal of healing the backslider and the wicked. Healing, health, restoration, and blessing is the goal of the Lord here. And I sure will be thankful, Dana, when the unrighteous men in this country and around the world would will repent and we can see restoration and healing. Well, you know, when you when you talk about that, you know, there's a point to where the righteous are grieved and they are sick of all the sins and iniquity they see all around them. Boy, amen to that. And in America, we're seeing things that, like my generation and, and Tower's generation, we could have never dreamed that we would be doing these things. That the wickedness would be at this level of yeah. wickedness. And most of the people are just absolutely incoherent when it comes to what we're talking about. So... Uh, my suggestion is you better wake up. But you can't wake up by yourself. The Lord will have to shake you. <laughs> I think that's what he's doing now. Yeah, that's exactly what he's doing now. Okay, well, I'll turn it back to you and I'll see you on the other side. Okay. Well, we are in verse 5 of Isaiah 55. And we left off at verse 4. Behold, I have given him for a witness to the people and a leader and commander to the people. And we are talking about the Lord. There's one witness to the people and a leader and a commander to the people when we, when we talk about that. And uh, Isaiah 54, 3 For thou shalt break forth on the right hand on the life, uh, and on the left, and thy seed shall inherit the Gentiles and make the desolate cities to be inhabited. You know, this is one of those chapters. Now, verse 5, you know, all of this stuff is prophetic. I mean, you can go on a left-hand tangent and just try to go anywhere. You know, you got a road grader, you just grade right over everything, and you don't care. <coughs> well, seeing the Word of God, we take it in context. But we're not just taking it in context, you know, as far as Israel. Because Israel is not Israel. See, there was Judah... And there was what we call the lost tribes, or the northern tribes. And see, whenever you spoke of Israel, you know, like when Moses was there, and Caleb, and David, and all them, there was one Israel. All the tribes were together. They had a bigger land than they do now. And yes, there was prophecies, even given by uh, Moses, he spoke of a prophet that was coming just like him, referring to the Son of Man, Jesus Christ. But see, there's a lot of this that addresses the fact 
of like this one. Behold, thou shalt call a nation that thou knowest not, and nations that knew not thee shall run unto thee because of the Lord thy God and for the Holy One of Israel, for he has glorified thee. Thou shalt call a nation. Well, the Lord did through Yahshua. The kingdoms of men. Because when we see another prophecy, the nations of them that are saved, these are the ones that will be on the streets of glory. Because God is calling the nations, not the nation, the nations, plural. And nations that knew not thee shall run into thee because of the Lord thy God. Well, the Gentiles were totally without God. Totally left out. No promises. They didn't understand it. They were just goyim, inaccessible. You know, they had their own gods. They didn't like Israel. And it goes on and on and on. And the redemptive part, even for Israel... You know, I mean, it's for both, both Israel. The two shall be one. And so when I look at it, thou shalt call a nation that thou knowest not, and nations that knew thee not shall run into thee. And to me, I, I look at that and I see the, Gentiles, when I say Gentiles, I say that affectionately, I really do. But, you know, as Gentiles, we are the ones that were, you know, lawless. The Jews weren't lawless. They had had the law. And to this day, they, they still know what to do with the law. But you see, the thing about the law is, by the law, the keeping of the law, shall no flesh be justified. That's in the New Covenant. And, of course, the, the children of Israel that are still in the Old Covenant have to learn this yet. So God has got to work a lot of this stuff out. But these are prophetic, uh, very prophetic sections. And, you know, you can find someone that can take this same thing and he can go off in the left hand and tell you history and a lot more than that. We are looking at it from the standpoint of uh, the fulfillment and the prophecies given along with the history and uh, but this isn't a history lesson this is a lesson in what the Lord God is doing in Israel at this time and you know this is so important Isaiah spent a lot of time talking about the one who is to come you know that's what we're doing today man we're not saving people by any other way except in through the Lord, Yahshua, Jesus Christ. There's only one way to come to him. There's not two, there's not three. And you got to be the son of God. I mean, if you're going to believe on someone, it's got to be the son of God, Yahshua, Jesus Christ. That's it. No other way. And you can keep the law until the sun don't shine. And that is not going to save you. And But see, the thing of it is, like a particular Jewish prophet told me one time, uh, he was Messianic, 
but he was still Jewish and a prophet. And uh, and he said, you know, we need the nations just to leave Israel alone, for God will take care of them. You know, and he was referring especially to America to get its talents out of Israel and let Israel go because God will take care of her. And God is going to save Israel. And in Romans 11, Paul talks about that. So we look at here and we see a nation that thou knowest not, nations that knew not thee shall run into thee because of the Lord thy God and for the Holy One of Israel, for he has glorified thee. And, you know, that's very important. In Hosea 1.10, Yet the number of the children of Israel shall be as the sand of the sea, which cannot be measured nor numbered, and it shall come to pass that in the place where it is said unto them, You are not my people, there it shall be said unto them, You are the sons of the living God. Now see, if you look at 1 Peter 2, 9-10, this is what Peter says with the New Covenant. Now, now remember, all the apostles were dyed in the wool Jews, you know, and and the Lord was a Jew. <laughs> you can't get any more Jewy. And they knew about the Romans. They they knew all about the history, you know. And and you can't get away from this. This is the way it is. And so Peter, you know, here he comes. He says, "But you are a chosen generation." Who's he talking to? Is he talking to Jews? He's talking to those who are found in Jesus Christ, Yahshua. These are born-again believers. They believed in the Son of God who died on Calvary for their sins. And no matter where you're at today, whether you're a Jew that disagrees or a Jew that does agree, I can guarantee you, even to the hardened Jews, that you will see that Yahshua is the Son of God and also the Messiah and in Revelation 1 he is the Almighty for God has given him this powerful anointing in Isaiah 55 6 seek ye the Lord while he may be found call ye upon him while he is near you know, and I love these verses because this is exactly what America needs to be doing. But see, we're sloppy. And, and, I, and I equate that to the fact that we are Gentile, but we're also a lot of other things. We have a lot of different faiths. We have a lot of different races, creeds, and stuff. And when we're talking about the Gentiles or the Goyim, you have more races uh, then you can shake a stick at. There, there are a lot of different races in this world, and God loves them all. And I'm only always astounded by those in this country who are so woke, and they uh, they choke on this stuff. You know, the stuff they're doing is idiotic, and everything they're doing is confusing to them. And uh, they continue to push it out of stubbornness. But see, that's not going to get you anywhere with God. All the things that man is doing, if it ain't getting on the side of the Lord where you know him, then you're on the wrong side. 
I don't care how woke you are. I don't care what color your skin is. I don't care how wrinkly your skin is or how black your hair is or how yellow. I don't care nothing like that. Unless you seek the Lord while he may be found. Because see, once judgment comes and once he shows up and he separates the sheep from the goats, when he also takes care of the wicked and they go into perdition forever into hellfire, they're not going to find the Lord down there. He ain't going to be around. Not with them. So today's the day to seek the Lord. You live in America. Right now it's peaceful. We've got problems here. But you need to put away all your woke stuff. You need to put away your sins. And I'm not just talking to the kids because there's a lot of older people, a lot of others even in churches that don't know the Lord yet. They go to church, but they're not saved. And, and it's possible for you to go to those churches and have an unclean spirit. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. Because a lot of them churches don't know nothing about deliverance and they don't know really nothing about getting people saved. And some of them don't care about any of that. One thing the Lord warned us, be not deceived. Check out the Gospels. You'll find it there. Psalm 145, 17 through 19 says, The Lord is righteous in all his ways and holy in all his works. The Lord is nigh unto all them that call upon him and all that call upon him in truth. He will fulfill the desire of them that fear him. He will also hear their cry and will save them. Now see, if I was looking for verses, I would have Psalm 145, 17 through 19 tacked to my wall. Number one, the Lord is righteous in all his ways. Number two, he is holy in all his works. Number three, the Lord is nigh unto all them that call upon him. That is, if you're going to call upon him in truth. He doesn't answer liars unless you're repenting. Four, he will fulfill the desire of them that fear him. He'll fulfill their desires. But he will also hear their cry and save them. So those are five points in this one little verse. Or these two, uh, several, 17, 18, and 19. And right now, America, you don't know that the Lord is righteous in all his ways. Now see, the children of Israel should have known. And that's one thing we talk about. You know, while we're talking about all this, and we're in Isaiah, you know, <clears throat> and we're in the, the post. This, this is actually uh, after uh, Babylon. And there's still some other stuff coming up that we're going to talk about the nations and other things. But when we get to Isaiah 55, you're getting into, uh, you know, and I just say uh, in the 50s of Isaiah. You find a lot of prophecy, a lot of things. And see, the practical thing of it is, is that this is a God that cares and loves, and he's going to forgive you. But you need to do something. You need to come to him. You need to repent. Come to him. And be honest. And even if you're woke and if you're having troubles, you know, and there's a lot of these young kids that are having issues and they're having mental issues. And I see news on this every day. Every day, folks. And 
you know, we shouldn't be using our kids as this, you know, some kind of an experiment. And then we have young women that want to spend their time killing babies. And then we have older adults trying to lead all these kids straight into the pit of hell. And of course, then you turn around, (coughs) excuse me, you have all the other woke, the transgenders. And uh, (laughs) it just goes from there. You know, because we have a lot of people doing a lot of things that they shouldn't be doing. And they think it's fine. You know, they like them men in dresses parading in front of these kids. But that's an abomination. You may not like it. But I'm telling you that time is short. And let's put it this way. Even if God does not come, the Lord does not come in my lifetime the chances of you dying and dying unsaved are high that's what the devil's betting on that's why we're in the days of lawlessness that's one of the premier things the days of lawlessness Paul talks about it in 2 Thessalonians make no mistake about it your lawlessness isn't impressing anybody Leaders aren't impressed, you know, in the eyes of God. They're not impressive. So we look in here, in verse 5 of that, Behold, thou shalt call a nation that that thou knowest not, and nations that knew thee not shall run unto thee because of the Lord thy God and for the Holy One of Israel. See, now that, that's a good verse. Thou shalt call a nation that you don't know. And nations that knew thee not. Why? Because he's a saving God. And he's going to do it through Yahshua, who died on the cross. People are not going to be justified by keeping the law. For by the, you know, the keeping of the law, no flesh will be justified. Because the keeping of the law has already been fulfilled by Yahshua on the cross. For God had determined that atonement is only made through the blood. And he's also made the determination that when you're talking about atonement, the blood of animals is not sufficient to permanently cleanse mankind of their sin. Only the sinless, perfect Lamb of God can be the sacrifice to free all people, including Israel. So we're talking about a lot of stuff here. And this is deeper. It's deeper than many of the Jews want to go. And it's definitely deeper than a lot of Americans want to go. Now we're not dissing Israel, so don't get me wrong. We're talking facts here, though. The law was not good enough and there was a second covenant better than the first. But see, because we are so far apart on this, you know, it's really hard to talk about in the world. But the thing of it is, is that God is not going to be put off. He is going to save those that he, you know, he didn't even, he didn't know them. Now, in, in the foreknowledge of God, 
and in, and in his all-encompassing wisdom, God knows the nations of men. He knows the vanity of their ways. But see, when we say that God has a foreknowledge, yeah, that's good. He can see ahead. He can call the things before they happen. But the other part of God is, see, there's the part that he knows he created you, and then there's the part that he knows that he created you, and you repented, and you wanted to do what he wanted, and he, and he has become a friend of God, a son of God, and he, according to John 1, you know, the sons of God, you're given the power to become the sons of God. Now that's a lot closer than just sitting on your butt on a rock saying, oh, I know there's a God. See, that's not knowing God. It's just like, I know there's a stream over there. I know where I can go find trout. I know where the mountain is. I know where the freaking road is. I know how to get into town. There's lots of gods. I could have found any god. I'm not looking for any god. I'm looking for a god that I know. I'm looking for a god that I know his presence. I'm looking for a God that speaks to me, that recognizes who I am, that guides me, and when I'm down and people need help, we can pray. I'm not looking for some mealy-mouthed prophet that wants a lot of money. I'm looking for the Lord God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, who gave of his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, Yahshua HaMashiach. And when you read these verses, that's who you're looking at. Not just the Father, but the Son. You're looking at eternal salvation. You're looking at God calling the end from the beginning and telling you, I'm calling a nation out of among the nations. I haven't known them. I created them, but I haven't known them. They haven't come to me, but now they've come to me. And I have redeemed them through the blood of the Lamb. I have saved them, and I will know them for eternity. And I will bring in their children if they will come. I will bring in the unsaved if they will come. I will bring down the wickedness of the wicked. I will destroy the devil and his works. For as there's a God in heaven, it will happen. Now that's salvation. That's the truth. And it's time you stop choking over everything and look at the important part. Now, as we compose ourselves, Isaiah 55, 7. Now, <laughs> you know, I like this. This is like a step-by-step -step program here. See, so if we go verse 5, Behold, thou shalt call a nation. That's the introduction. Oh, that tells you what he's going to do. He's going to call a nation. Then you look in verse 6. He tells you what to do. Seek the Lord, because he's calling the nations, and you need to seek him, because he's calling. So when he calls, you call upon him. You know, there's a little scripture it says, I will choose their delusions. I will bring their own fears upon me, upon them. For when I called, they did not answer. See, God wants an answer. Now look at verse 7. He's going to tell you what to do. It says, 
Verse 6, seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Then verse 7 says, let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return unto the Lord. He will have mercy upon him and to our God for he will abundantly pardon. So the Lord is calling upon the nations. He says, you need to call upon me now. And we know that. You have to call upon me. You know where God is? You point straight up in heaven. Well, no. You want. You know where the temple of God is? It's not in Israel. The temple of God is within us because of the new covenant. For your body is the temple of God because the Holy Spirit is within you. So seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him. Why? Because you're to call back. Because of that previous scripture I said, he will choose your delusions, bring your own fears upon you, because when he called, you didn't answer. And he's calling America. And he's saying, if you like your lifestyle, you need to stop doing those things. Now see, see, (laughs) America has a lot of pride. It don't think it needs to uh, check with God. But you do. See, and killing the little babies, that's the fastest way to get judgment, I know, because that's blood guilt. And the penalty of blood guilt is for the person that causes blood guilt. He kills someone in cold blood, and that includes babies. The cost is the blood of him who killed him. Now, see, good thing that Yahshua came, because he can be, you can be forgiven. And he can heal you. But the bottom line of it is, verse 6 of this is just another step in what Isaiah is laying out here. And verse 7, let the wicked forsake his way. Why? Because the Lord's calling him to. The Lord is coming. And he says, you, I'm, I'm, you know, you need to seek me while I can be found. Because once this judgment, it's going to be too late for you. He's near right now. And, you know, you may think that God is a wrathful God, but wrath, and I've proven it in Isaiah time and time again, that when we're talking judgment, judgment is a way of God, the way of God to get give mercy to you. And you say, well, how can that be? You know, he wants to destroy us all. No, he's not. He's trying to shake you out of your pathetic inner shell and get you out of the doldrums get you out of the feel sorry for me get you out of the sin city get you out of the woke part and get you into truth and set you free now if you want to stay bound up and you don't want to be set free fine stay that way but you're going to meet up with the Lord sooner or later. But he's calling right now. When he comes, it's going to be too late. When you get into the middle of the tribulation and taking the mark, you're going to be signed, sealed, and delivered for eternal punishment and then destruction. And verse 7 says, let the wicked. Now see, here's the note. So you seek the Lord. He's near to you now. Let the wicked forsake his way. Why? Because the Lord's near and he can forgive you. He he can heal you. And the unrighteous man his thoughts. 
And it says, let him return unto the Lord. You know, America has had the gospel preached. We have had more missionaries, more Bible schools, more seminaries, more humanitarian aid, everything than any other place on the planet. And you look at America today, and you think you're a Christian nation, you're closer to the wicked that are in the fires of hell than you are anywhere else, because, you know, that church over there that's backslidden is not going to help you. That preacher over there that doesn't even know the truth himself isn't going to help you. That preacher over there that has so much sin and can't even deliver himself, but he preaches and they pay him a good wage, and the church is always going to be there, and it's a beautiful church. It's fine and dandy if you want to stay here during the tribulation and sit in it when it's consumed in fire and then go to hell. But I suggest you get into the true and living God. Yeah, because he puts the Spirit of God within you, and that is where the temple of God is. He talks to you. He will reveal things to you. He will deliver you. So Isaiah 55, we're just following the script, man. It tells you what to do. Now Peter again, Wherefore laying aside all malice, all guile, hypocrisies, and envies, and all evil speaking, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word, that you may grow thereby, if so you have tasted that the Lord is gracious. Now see, there's no way that you're going to understand this so be that you have tasted that the Lord is gracious. You see, a lot of the pagans, and this includes the the tribes in Africa and other places, and they make offerings to every kind of demon and devil and spirit there is, and they live in fear many times. And they placate these demons so the demons will leave them alone. Because the demons like that. But the thing of it is, God doesn't hold you ransom. His offer is free. Now you don't have to pay anything. All you need to do is humble up to the humble table and say, God forgive me. I'm a sinner. And I can tell you, Christians know their sins. Christians know. And they know their issues. But God deals in their life every day. He's not going to forsake them. But there's a part in there when you know the Lord and you're seeking Him and you're talking to Him or he does things for you and his spirit bears witness with your spirit that you are a child of God. Yes, that's right. The spirit of God will bear witness with your with your spirit and you will know when this happens that you are a child of God. And it can happen at any moment of any day when that happens. And so you get to the point where you've tasted that the Lord is gracious. How? Because his mercies find you. 
His healing touches you. His word reveals to you. The Spirit of God at night whispers to you. And God fills your heart with love, joy, and peace, mercy, and many other fruits of the Spirit. But you see in Hebrews 2.3 it says, How shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed unto us by them that heard him. See, and that's what America's doing now. We're neglecting the salvation. Many nations are. And there is a tough time coming. So I remind you in these verses to awaken. You know, and another thing that I put on social media a lot with the people that are talking because they're condemning this and that. And I tell them sin is not in the skin. Sin is that which lie within. It's in your heart. It's in your spirit. That's where the sin is. In Matthew 15, 17 through 20, there's a section here I'm going to read. For out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, blasphemies. These are the things which defile a man. Now the Lord added, but to eat with unwashed hands defileth not a man. No, it's just unwashed hands. It's the same way when we blame, oh, he's black, he, he does that all the time, and he's wicked. Or, they're white, they're white supremacists. Why, because we're white? No, and I tell people all the time, whites are not white. Well, yes you are, no, you don't even know what you're talking about. Now, if you look on a page on your computer, most of the pages are white. Now that's white. I'm looking at a white page. That's white. But that ain't my color. I am more colored. More flesh colored. Just like a Mexican. Except he's more flesh colored than I am. And a black is even more flesh colored. And darker than the rest of us. Okay, so which one is perfect? None of them. Do you think man's going to save the world? Do you think we're going to save it by having a race war and killing everybody that we think is responsible for your issues? Are you going to go out and spit and hate and do whatever you can because someone doesn't recognize you're woke? And then your leaders who are pushing this, they're going to be face a far greater condemnation than anybody because of what they've done. Because they're sowing wickedness now see in Isaiah 55, 8, this is the truth. For the Lord says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. Your ways are not going to get you into heaven unless you have repented and you get into his word and allow the Spirit of God to cleanse you and waken you up. Now that's the God-honest truth. 
Hosea talks about this in verse 9, 14, uh, chapter 14, 9. And that connects to verse 55, 8 in Isaiah, which I said, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. Well, that's, that's very true. If you look at our ways and then take the Lord God, they're definitely not on the same path. Now, if you haven't figured this out, then you are in deep trouble. Get into the Word of God. Read the chap, you know, the book of John about 40 times. And then after you get that done, read it another 40 times until you understand at least one verse, maybe two. And then go to the book of Mark, Matthew, Luke, all the others. But John is the one that really reveals the Son of God. Who is wise, and he shall understand these things? Prudent, and he shall know them. For the ways of the Lord are right, and the just shall walk in them. But the transgressors shall fall therein. The reason the transgressors fall and we're talking about the word of God we're talking about how God puts his ways and his understanding he told the prophets what to write down so they wrote them down and we wound up with scripture but the transgressors are going to fall in the middle of the, of the scripture because they will find themselves condemned See, you have to understand there is that penalty for sin. For all of sin and come short of the glory of God, and another one is the soul that sinneth, it shall die. And that's just where the transgressors will fall. Now see, in Hebrews 3.10, Paul writes this, Wherefore I was grieved with that generation and said they do always err in their heart for they have not known my ways. Now they're talking about the children of Israel. But see, we can say that about America. Wherefore I was grieved with America and said Americans and the people in America always err in their heart or sin in their heart. For they have not known my ways. Now see, they talked about, you know, this this is actually connected to Israel. See, they had the law, they had the prophets. You know, they had some of the greatest men of God that's ever been born of a woman. And they had some of the greatest women that were born of a woman. We have great stories, true stories. The book of Ruth. I mean, there's so much. And the children of Israel fell away. And that's where Paul is saying that God said they always err in their heart. They've not known my ways. Listen, they had the law and the prophets. They had temples. They, Good grief, how come you didn't know? Well, the same way America didn't know. We should know. We should know better. 
you're facing a mess in America today because of sin. And it's not because of the black man, the Spanish man, the illegals, the white people. Give me a break. You people blame everybody. And even the politicians do. You know, Nancy Pelosi goes catatonic every time she thinks about Donald Trump. He's just the guy that wants to save America, and you all hate him. It's ludicrous. I mean, if the children of Israel, you know, hated the people that were carrying the ark, they'd have never got it across the stream. And I, you know, you can see God up there, you know, saying, what do you think, son? He says, Dad, I think I'm going to need to go down there. Thank God he did. And he came down here. And he walked among men. And women and children. And he loved them all. But yet he also warned about judgment. He castigated the religious Pharisees and those of the temple. He told them, you are your father the devil. Because they weren't walking in the very law that they should have. And when he comes and walks through the ruins of this country, after judgment, the souls of them who died, he will find them in Sheol. You know, you're here because you wouldn't listen. You were too stubborn. I couldn't get through to you. I told you many times. I led people to you. And you ignored it. You are here because of you. There's a heaven. There's a hell. And I always put Revelation 22 on just about every post I put anywhere. Any comment? Revelation 22. Now you go read it. I'm not going to tell you. You go read it. Revelation 22. There's a special section in there that I'm thinking of that you need to understand. God's thoughts is not like yours. His, his ways are perfect. Your ways are not. That's why your ways are not the Lord's ways. And so how different is the Lord's thoughts than yours? Isaiah 55, 9. Now see, we just went to another step here. We were in it in verse 8 and we're continuing it with it. He tells you about your thoughts are not his thoughts. But it needs a little more explanation here. So he says, For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts and your thoughts. And so you look at that, you're on earth, and the heavens are much higher and you can't reach there, you can't get there. It's impossible to get there. 
even if you were an astronaut and made it to the moon, you just got on the moon. <laughs> heavens is plural. The heavens are higher than the earth. That's how different God's thoughts are than yours. But he still wants to redeem you. Romans 11, 30-34. Romans 11 is where Paul is talking about Israel and how God has not forsaken them. For as ye in times past have not believed God, yet have ye now obtained mercy through their unbelief. Now he's talking to the Gentiles. Even so have these also now not believed that through your mercy they also may obtain mercy. He's talking about the Gentiles who didn't know God have now believed. And through the Gentiles' belief, the Jews can look at that and they can believe. They can come to the conclusion that there is a God and there is redemption. For it says, For God has concluded them all in unbelief, that he might have mercy upon them all. Yes, Israel was special, but they still needed redeemed. They had not arrived. And God concluded all Jews and Gentiles in unbelief, so that you can believe in the Son of God and God can have mercy on you. That's why Paul says, Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God, how unsearchable are his judgments and his ways finding out. For who has known the mind of the Lord or who has been his counselor? That's why today there is hope. And you need hope. John three nineteen through 21 And this is the condemnation that light has come into the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light neither cometh to the light lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that does truth comes to the light, that his deeds are manifest. They're made manifest that they are wrought in God. Christians are the light, should be the light, should be the truth. And it's plain before everybody that his deeds and who he is or she is, is wrought and made manifest for all to see that they are the sons and daughters of God. Now, I use some related New Testament scriptures here. But this has been a step-by-step program in Isaiah 55 for you to find God, find help, and find truth. The next time will be in Isaiah 55, chapter 10. 55, verse 10, you mean? Yeah, 55, verse 10. 
Father, we thank you for your word today. Bless your word to the hearts, minds, souls, lives, and spirits of those that hear this, whenever they hear it. And in Jesus' name, I bind you, Satan, and the powers of darkness from the preaching, teaching, streaming of this word, in Jesus' name. Okay, Tower. Okay. That is so amazing. God's word's amazing, and, and his love that we can't even understand. I mean... <clears throat> we can't comprehend the fullness of his love that he has for us. And people don't know how much better off they'd be if they would just surrender. Put away the stubbornness and surrender to God. Yeah. Totally surrender. And I think, I think that's, if, if you look at this for what it really is this is a whole lot more than just about Israel yes that's right <clears throat> so at any rate we're you, here you know Dana I think it's an everyday sometimes struggle we have to surrender to God and, and we always have things come up in our life and but God is always there to take care of them. That's right. He is. And to help you. Yeah. He knows your frame. He knows what you're made of. Yeah. But he can make you into warriors. Amen. He can take the weak and make them strong. So don't forget that. Don't forget to go by our websites at warren-usa.com, danaglinsmith.com. Tower, we're going to have to okay. close Okay. Good night, out. everybody. Thank you for joining us whenever you do. We love you, and we always hope the best and pray the best for you and the Lord. And please stay safe and be careful. And may God richly bless you for all you do for him. Thank you, and have a good night. Don't forget to go by our websites at warren-usa.com, danaglinsmith.com. And remember, we have shows on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday morning. Check out the shows, check out the articles, tell your friends about them. Until next time, take care. This is The Watchman and tower. Shalom, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.